0: over this box, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away what oh, said Hand can box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you Babe, that means I have half a mind to stay
1: pandora's lunchbox on wcbn fm ann arbor good evening pandora's lunchbox is a show about food and my name is mike today and here's here's something you need to know there have been a lot of reports about an outbreak of salmonella related to peanut products and in fact the salmonella outbreak is connected to products made by the peanut corporation of america which we all belong to. We all are part of the peanut corporation of America. Many people have been sickened by peanuts that are in products that came from the peanut corporation of America based in Georgia. And I am here now. I am going, I'm here right now. I'm right here and I'm going to endeavor in the next half hour. In fact, I will prove to you that this whole salmonella outbreak is biblical in nature. There is a biblical connection to all of it. Although what happens sometimes halfway through the show is I forget the whole point of the show and I start talking about something totally different, so there really is no guarantee. But if I can remember why I'm here, then I'm going to, um, right. I need to Focus! 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 That's right. Peanut butter for dinner. I've had peanut butter for dinner recently, and I feel fine, really. It's only peanut butter from the Peanut Butter Corporation of America, not the Peanut Butter Conglomerate of America, or the Peanut Butter Society of America, nor the American Society of Peanut Butter, or the People's Liberation Front for Peanuts. None of these are involved at all in this. It's the Peanut Corporation of America. Uh, Nih. So... This is a history of peanut butter. This is something you need to know. This is from the website (laughs) peanutbutterlovers.com, so there's no bias involved. There are many claims about the origin of peanut butter. Africans ground peanuts into stews as early as the 15th century. The Chinese have crushed peanuts into creamy sauces for centuries. Civil War soldiers dined on peanut porridge. These uses, however, bore little resemblance to peanut butter as it is known today. In 1890, an unknown St. Louis physician supposedly encouraged the owner of a food products company, George A. Bale Jr., to process and package ground peanut paste as a nutritious protein substitute for people with poor teeth who could not chew meat. The physician apparently had experimented by grinding peanuts in his hand-cranked meat grinder. Mm. Meat-flavored peanuts. Mmm, protein. Bale mechanized the process and began selling peanut butter out of barrels for about six cents per pound. Around the same time, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg in Battle Creek, Michigan, began experimenting with peanut butter as a vegetarian source of protein for his patients. His brother, W.K. Kellogg, was business manager for their sanitarium, the Western Health Reform Institute but soon opened Sanitas Nut Company, which supplied foods like peanut butter to local grocery stores. The Kellogg's patent for the, quote, process of preparing nut meal in 1895, described, quote, a pasty adhesive substance that is for convenience of distinction termed nut butter. A pasty adhesive substance. I could really go for a pasty adhesive substance right now for the convenience of the distinction termed nut butter. However, their peanut butter was not as tasty as peanut butter today, because the peanuts were steamed instead of roasted prior to grinding. The Kellogg brothers turned their attention to cereals, blah, blah, blah. Joseph Lambert, a Kellogg employee who had worked on developing food processing equipment, began selling his own hand-operated peanut butter grinders in 1896. Three years later, his wife Almeida published the first nut cookbook, Called complete guide to nut cookery and two days later the, the two years two seconds later the lambert food company was organized it was a very quick organization process so that is the background of peanut butter at least as some people would say again we're trying to get to the bottom of this you know i looked in the bible for peanuts and i couldn't find any i mean i didn't think i put any there originally but there's actually a website where you can punch in peanut and there's no reference to peanuts in the king james bible or the new american bible the Bulgarian Bible, in fact. And it did suggest, however, Pontius Pilate. What does that tell you? We're going to get to the bottom of this again, unless I forget what the whole point of this is. In fact, if I start playing a record that has nothing to do with peanuts, that would be pretty much a sign that I don't know what I'm doing. For instance, if I find a record about another kind of nuts, like filberts, which are a kind of hazelnut, then we'll know we're going way off the track. And we don't want that to happen, do we? (coughs)
2: town is a fearful blood for I come straight down from the dear old flood and I know who's who and I know what's what and between the two I'm a trifle hot for I set the tone as you may suppose for I stand alone when it comes to clothes and as for girls just ask my best. Gilbert, the nut with okay. The pride Piccadilly, the lase-rue. Oh, haters, the ladies what lead our wooden huts. For Gilbert, the filbert, the, the kernel of the Canuts. Me as a waste or what, but you ought to see how I fag and swat. But I'm called by two, and by five I'm out, which I couldn't do if I slacked about. Then I count my ties and I change my kit, and the exercise keeps me awfully fit. Once I begin, I work like sin. I'm full. The pride a dinner, the blase brewer. Oh, Haydn's, the ladies would lead down wooden huts. For Gilbert, the filbert, the kernel of the canuts.
1: Perhaps you're wondering what on earth is happening here. Um, that was Arthur Treacher. I know things were kind of getting kind of fishy, weren't they? <laughs> Arthur Treacher, fishy. Ha! <laughs> Ouch. That was actually Arthur Treacher with an album that he does did. I don't think he does it lately because he's not around anymore. He's gone where all the bad peanuts go. That was Arthur Treacher and an album with Merv Griffin called Off and Off. That's A-L-F and A-L-F. That's British language, you know using the British lexicon, and songs of British Music Hall. That was Gilbert the Filbert, and I hope you learned a lot of fashion tips from that one. But the main point of this, I keep forgetting, really, is peanuts and the fact that there is a salmonella peanut recall. So all peanuts with salmonella come home. We miss you. And here's something else that you should know, because actually there are a lot of signs now. There are a lot of crows outside. I, went, I was down on 3rd Street, in the west side of Ann Arbor, and I saw a bunch of crows, like 200 of them, cawing, cawing, and I swear they were saying Gilbert the Filbert, they seem to be saying. And so we've got that, we've got this recall going on, and this is an important piece of information here from the BBC News. This is from yesterday. Man denies peanut sabotage plan. A court has been told a Nottingham food company lost more than one million pounds after an employee sabotaged its bakery by sprinkling peanuts in nine places what do we know about the number nine um i don't know paul bentley 42 of listowell crescent in clifton in nottingham got got that down denies a charge of possessing peanuts possessing peanuts with the intention of intention to contaminate goods peanut possession. Mr. Bentley also denies a charge with threatening to kill a staff member, but that's not a big deal. He worked at Pork Farms Riverside Bakery in the Meadows, which closed for three days to be decontaminated. Mr. Bentley, a maintenance engineer, denied the charges at Nottingham Crown Court. This is where it gets good. The court heard how the factory's manager, Deborah Bolton, found a girly calendar during a routine inspection of the engineer's room in July 2007. Mr. Bentley was questioned over the calendar, but no disciplinary action was taken. The prosecution says the following day, Mr. Bentley went around the factory, which produces 100,000 items a day, exactly 100,000 items a day, dropping peanuts in nine different locations. The bakery had to be closed for three days and cleaned. It was claimed traces of nuts were found on Mr. Bentley's work clothes, and he was suspended. In December 2007, he was paid £11,000, and his contract was terminated. He was taken to the Bridewell police station, where it is claimed he repeated his threats to kill Ms. Bolton. Now, I skipped that. He apparently was threatening to kill her. He said then that he told a police doctor that he had been falsely accused of dropping the peanuts. The case continues. So given a choice to deny threats to kill somebody and to deny dropping peanuts in nine places, peanut possession, that's a thats a tough one. I don't know where I would go on that one, but that's, that's from the BBC. And as you can see, things are topsy-turvy in this crazy world of ours. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food, and that's pretty much what it's all about. Here's Dizzy Gillespie and Salt Peanuts, which is very important. This may or may not be the vocal version where he recites the lyrics, Salt Peanuts, Salt Peanuts, but if not, just please imagine them.
0: Salt (音楽) peanuts. Salt peanuts, salt peanuts. Salt salt, peanuts, salt peanuts. Salt peanuts, salt peanuts.
1: Fading and fading away. Fading away. Salt
0: peanuts, Salt Peanuts!
1: Yeah, Salt Peanuts. Salt Peanuts. That is Dizzy Gillespie. And Salt Peanuts, the classic. You mentioned, you heard him mention it quite quietly. He's a bit shy about that. But nonetheless, he should be proud having written that song, which has been done by so many different people. We're looking, we're trying to get to the bottom of this problem of salmonella contamination. But first of all, it should be noted that... President Jimmy Carter, peanut farmer, sang Salt Peanuts at Dizzy Gillespie's request at the White House Jazz Festival on June 18, 1978. This is surreal and yet true and real. Now, I found this online. I hope I'm allowed to do this. I'm gonna. This is from the Johns Hopkins University Press. I shouldn't really say uh, on the air. I hope I'm allowed to because then it will draw attention to it. So I didn't say that. Anyway. A fellow named Clyde Taylor wrote a dissertation, or a selection, called Sound Salt Hello. He called it Salt Peanuts, Sound and Sense in African American Oral Musical Creativity. And this is just an excerpt of this. I just want you to get a sense of it. Everyone is free to his own interpretation of the American mainstream's drastic loss of confidence in Jimmy Carter. This is written in 1982. My own hypoth... I, I think I'm getting... Effects from peanut dust. My own hypo hypothesis is that Carter started his downward slump in national popularity the summer night he invited jazz musicians to the White House and, in an unguarded moment, sat in as a vocalist. Using his finger as a baton, Dizzy Gillespie led the president. After the bouncy riff that is the backbone of the tune and a sharp break into silence, Carter chimed in and irreversibly sang the song's only lyrics: "Salt peanuts, salt peanuts." This was an unprecedented breach of cultural decorum, and an unforgiving public has been sending the errant bebopping president messages that it will see him at the polls. This is 1982. I don't follow. In a carefully staged presentation at Howard University, Lyndon Johnson could declaim we shall overcome and get away with it. Richard Nixon could safely chant black power because nobody believed he meant it. Both slogans had struck terror in ethnocentric American hearts in their day, but neither was ultimately so menacing as salt peanuts. Salt Peanuts, as near as anybody could tell, can tell, doesn't mean anything, and so its presence on the president's lips condemned him of playful irrelevance and Dadaist flippancy, which you can't say about just anybody. The president had gone too native, and Gillespie had had his revenge for all those photos of first ladies and lady ambassadors in Africa being campy in African dresses. This unprecedented musical collaboration between Gillespie and company and the president offered a rare moment of relaxation in what is usually an arena of contest, the intersection between African-American oral tradition and official Western culture, of which the White House is a major support. Very interesting from a piece called Salt Peanuts by Clyde Taylor. This was in the Johns Hopkins University Press. And it pretty much really goes to show you. Now, I'm going to take a moment to take a break from peanuts, salt and all, to talk about some other things going on in the world and in Ann Arbor and such. There's going to be a movie called Asparagus Stalking the American Life, I'm really not making this up. Asparagus stalking the American life. It's going to be at the Michigan Theater on Wednesday, January 28th. It's going to be a. Do- it's a documentary film by Anne Demar and Kristen Kelly, showing next Wednesday at the Michigan Theater. Described here in the literature. For 30 years, Oceana County in Michigan has been the asparagus capital of the world. Now, its spear-struck residents and family farms take on the U.S. war on drugs, free trade, and a fast food nation, all to save their beloved roots. Asparagus, Stalking the American Life, a documentary at Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor on Liberty Street, Wednesday, January 28th. Now, this is this is where we actually get to the the meat of the peanut of the matter, of the peanut. This is where I ask you to take a moment to take all your p- suspicious peanut products, including the uh, peanut, me-nut, uh, super snacker crackers, and your nutty buddy, peanut buddy, cracker, be- peanut putty, spam, spam, peanut crackers from the bisco Post. And I want you to bring them up to the radio right now, and I want you to pile them up there, and I'm going to exercise the salmonella from your peanut products so you will be safe and sound for the rest of your days or at least the rest of this day. Tomorrow, hard to say. I mean, there is no tomorrow. So, do you have your peanut products put up to the radio? I want you to think positive peanut thoughts. Don't think about peanut possession. Don't think about... Think about salt peanuts. Think about, think about whatever you want to think about, but think positive thoughts. Now, are you ready? Are you going to exercise... The salmonella from your peanuts. Are you ready? One, two, three, dance! Uh-oh. Salmonella, be gone. Your name is Salmonella, a beautiful name indeed, but you are evil. Be gone. That was really cheesy, wasn't it? Isn't that better? Now all your products, all your peanut products are safe from salmonella. Spread them around. Spread peanuts around. That's good. Spread them around because all is good now. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. A lot of stuff going on, not just the peanut products, but also the Chinese New Year is coming up. The year of the ox is about to begin in the Chinese New Year. We're going to have some special guests next week to do our sort of annual chinese new year fling it's going to be a blast it's going to be a very good thing also coming up is burns night which is a scottish tradition robbie burns day actually in scotland every january 25th they celebrate the birthday of their national poet robbie burns a special pudding is served called haggis it's described here in assortment.com i don't know if i'd call it a pudding but it's something a special pudding which has been cooked inside a sheep's stomach. Now, here's the thing. Robbie Burns, in fact, wrote a poem called To a Haggis, in which he describes the dish as that great chieftain o' the puddin' race. And at Robbie Burns' night celebrations, the haggis is served. The great poem called To a Haggis is read, and everyone is happy, happy, happy. That is January 25th. That's going to be Sunday. On Monday is the beginning of Chinese New Year and the beginning of 15 days of Chinese New Year celebrations. So next week, when we have guests... There will be a lot of celebrations still going on. So tune in next week, and tune in for the next three minutes or so. But also, at 7 o'clock this evening, face the music with Ed's special. This has been WCBN-FM Ann Arbor for at least as long as I assume it has been. I've been Mike, and did we prove that the salmonella thing was biblical? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, let's just uh, head out now with a song about two people who perhaps haven't had their salmonella unpoisoning yet this is or maybe they're just very happy to have peanut butter on the roofs of their mouths in fact earlier we heard peanut butter by the marathons that great tune earlier on this is the flip side also the b-side and the back side this is the marathons and this is called talking trash wcbn fm ann arbor yeah thank you
3: It sure is good to see <laughs> Yeah. I <live> remember you. <laughs> you know me, you know I'm old Snaggy. You know old Snaggy. Everybody knows Snaggy. What's with ain't nothing to hear Ain't nothing to no, yeah. yeah. You know, I sure am glad to see you. know what? I got that card you sent me. That, that pretty car. The, the, one, the one with the, the, the blue chip stamp on it. I got the coverings, too. I got them. <laughs> yeah, I got them. <laughs> and, and did you get that box of candy? <laughs> that was good candy. That was good candy, yeah.
0: Mm, it was good. Say you
3: going to the dance with me? What's that, what you say? You saying you ain't going to go to the dance with me? What you mean you ain't going to go to the dance with me? I, I, I even got my suit clean. My only suit clean. And I got the tickets in it. Yeah, what you saying? Say you, say you going to the dance all right, yeah, really. Come on, let's take a toast. I'm going to take a toast to your ride. we going to take a drink of this big tall glass of Guggalo. up. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. I paid 20 cent a bar for this stuff. Really? Yeah, ain't it good? You know what? I got me a new car now. I got me a 1917 Osmo nigga. And it really rolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see you, know baby. You know, it, baby. Well, let's forget we all that, baby. How about uh coming over here and sitting next to me? Come on, come on, sit next to me. Give me a kiss, baby. Come on, hold my hand, baby. Hold my hand. Hey, baby. Shut up, shut up. You're about to run me crazy with all this kicking. you about to just be quiet. Move on with me. I don't want to hear no more. I'm with you, baby. I quit right now. You just don't do nothing but giggle. Now go back where you come from. I don't want you to more. go back where you come from. I'm leaving here. I'm leaving myself. You don't have to go nowhere. I'm the one who wants to run. Just cut out that crazy giggling. You're running this. Kid. Baby, please
0: don't giggle no more. You help me.
1: Hello, you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm Ed Special, sitting in for Arwolf and then myself from 8 to 10. So for the next three hours, you've got me here. And very sadly, I ask you to take a few seconds of silence for Arwolf's father. He passed away this Sunday.